This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Hey everyone, welcome to the final episode of our small town getaway season for Not Your Average Bucket List. This is a big one. I can't believe we made it to episode 15. Sarah, how are you feeling about this? I am so, so excited. Not only has the season been so much fun, but this last episode is going to be special. So yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. So we do have a special guest today joining us, Megan Shute, editor and former Hawaii writer for OnlyInYourState.com, is going to be chatting with us about our final small town destination. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about Hawaii today. I... Honestly, uh, I'm coming into this a little blindly. I don't know much about Hawaii, probably just like the bare stereotypes, um, ashamedly so. But um, just before we dive right in, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to write for Hawaii? How long were you the writer? Yeah, so I moved to Hawaii in the summer of 2014, and I started writing for about Hawaii for Only in Your State in the summer of 2015. And I was the Hawaii writer probably until like 2020, I want to say. Wow. Um, I also lived in Hawaii for, until like December of 2020. So I think we lived there for like six and a half years. It was the first place I lived outside of my home state of Minnesota, which is a huge difference. But yeah. I mean, I just fell in love with the islands and I want to go back every day, especially in the winter. Oh, I can imagine going from the Midwest to Hawaii and then having to move right back. That is whew, a lot of difference. <laughs> yeah, I live in Maryland now, so we get it's pretty cold here in comparison. Yeah, about. And where did you live when you were in Hawaii? And when we were living in Hawaii, I lived on the island of Oahu. And I actually lived in three different like cities on the island of Oahu. I lived in Wahiawa, Eva, and Makakilo. So both, I mean, my husband was stationed there. He's in the military. And we, yeah, it was fantastic. Very cool. And did, did you have any places that you wrote about that were your favorite, maybe one, two, three in particular that you just loved writing about? I really loved writing about the national parks in Hawaii. We, there's two national parks, one on Maui, Haleakala, and then one on the Big Island, which is Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And they're both just like really cool, surreal places that like make you kind of feel like you're on an alien planet. Um, <laughs> and also Hawaii Volcanoes has an active volcano. So like the landscape was constantly changing. We visited mm. once in like 2017-ish. And then the volcano erupted and like totally like fill, filled in like a bunch of spots that we saw when we were there. So wow. like there was this hot spring on the coast that doesn't exist anymore because like lava filled the whole thing in. Wow. How active is it? Like how common are the eruptions? Um, so Kileau had been erupting continuously-ish, pretty low level since the 80s. And then stopped for a while and then has started a few times in recent years. Um, but it's like the okay. second most active volcano in the world. Don't quote me on that stat. That probably oh. changes a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But still. Yeah. It's pretty cool. cool. We always like used That's to crazy. get our friends and family being like, are you safe? 
It's like, yeah, we live on a different island. It's like, it's like 100 miles away. We're good. Well, to be fair, growing up in Ohio, I always assumed that California was, you know, experiencing earthquakes every day and Florida, there were constant hurricanes. Like, I just figured like, wow, what's happening? I just got to stay safe. Ohio has constant like tornadoes though, right? I mean, no, not quite. There are storms. I mean, there are storms, but nothing like Tornado Alley, like out in the Plains states. We get like severe weather, but it's not nearly as. Yeah, you're a little bit too far east for that. You're right. Mm -hmm. So in terms of I just wanted to talk a little bit about if we talk about Hawaii, we have to touch on the environmental awareness while visiting these places that we talk about, because I know that residents in the state, they're extremely diligent in protecting nature and land there. So, Megan, can you talk a little bit about environmental awareness when visiting Hawaii? Uh, maybe some some tips for people that are out hiking and exploring nature? I mean, yeah, just like your basics, like obviously take out all your trash with you when you're hiking or exploring beaches. And actually, like you're not supposed to take any of like the natural stuff either. So like a lot of people like, you know, fill those little sand vials and that type of stuff. And that's really not okay because there's so much erosion on the coast of Hawaii due to all the the ocean activity, obviously, that it's actually really dangerous to like take sand. Um, But otherwise, yeah, just like practice common sense. I mean, typically you should be doing that stuff anywhere, right? At least in my personal opinion, they don't allow like plastic bags and stuff. You always have to bring your own reusable bags when you go somewhere. Um, but just like, yeah, mm. they're pretty environmentally conscious. But I guess I lived there for so long that that just seems normal to me now. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I do think <clears throat> I am excited to talk about this episode and also mention it's one of the more unique places we're going to speak about because not only is it, yes, an amazing small town that you should visit, but like Marissa said, like, due to the over tourism in Hawaii, I don't, I also don't want to say yes, I'll rush out there because there's a lot of things going on that's actually, you know, detrimental to the island and to the natives because of so many um, tourists heading out there, especially in wake of 2020 and restricted travel laws. And I think everyone thought like, oh, well, Hawaii, it's in the technically within the United States now. So why not go there? So I just want to say that um, obviously, the like displacement of Hawaiians for tourism development and the profits that aren't necessarily benefiting people native to Hawaii and all these other you know um, variables that are impacting the con- not the country but the the islands. I do think we want to keep stay aware of that. So yeah, this is an amazing spot, and I honestly would love to travel there. But I also don't want to be a voice that is contributing to the problem and. I don't know. I just want to say that. Like, I, I'd much I rather 100% be cautious not. understand that. That makes total sense. I think that I think everybody should have that level of awareness when traveling um, or at least be yeah. cognizant of what's going on in the area that you're traveling to. Because I did, you know, the reason why I asked about environmental awareness, I just read an article that th- um, Hawaii is, is on the list of places to maybe avoid because – Right. They need to focus on regrowing certain wildlife that uh, people have trampled and, you know, that tourism maybe has destroyed. So that it's on that list now of, of places to stay away from, at least for the time being. So I think, yeah, I think you're right in mentioning that just 
have a little bit of awareness before you travel to yeah. a certain place. I haven't heard that about that list. That's really interesting, mm-hmm. but it makes a lot of sense. I think just like being really respectful of the land or the Aina is what they say in Hawaii. That's the Hawaiian word for land is like very important. And if you're really cautious and like mm. you stay on the trails and right. like you use the right sunblock and you don't touch the wildlife, you know, like all of those things that like, I guess seem right. very obvious to me because I lived there for so long. Make sure that you're keeping in some of those things in mind. Absolutely. I will say that every time I see a video on whether it's YouTube or TikTok, whatever, of people approaching wildlife, whether it's in Hawaii or somewhere else, I just I just cringe so hard because not only are you endangering yourself, like people approaching bison in the national parks, like they can be, you know, quite violent and it's this is our home. Don't try and pet them. They're wild animals. Stay away, please. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and in Hawaii, and in particular this town, there are a lot of places where you can, like, experience wildlife, As, like, especially sea turtles, for example. Um, they are really prevalent up in this area. And obviously, like, I've been swimming with sea turtles, but I've never touched one. I would never go close to one. You just kind of, like, swim right in their area and if they I mean they just typically keep their distance anyways but like there are people who will like go try to touch a honu which is a Hawaiian green sea turtle or the monk seals that like hang out on the beaches there and it's really not okay because they're endangered species Mm -hmm. even if they weren't endangered it's still like a really big no right but they're also endangered so it's like even worse (laughs) yeah no that makes sense and so just transitioning here, the million dollar question about this small town that we are going to talk about today. How do you pronounce this small town? Okay, so we are going to the town of Haleiwa, Hawaii today. Oh, wow. I was way off. I was saying (laughs) Haleiwa in my head. So W's in the Hawaiian language when they're in like the middle of a word are pronounced as V's. So the town Ooh. I lived in in on Oahu, Eva is actually pronounced or is actually written E W A. Oh, okay. But it's pronounced Eva Beach. I'm I'm very curious. How do uh, people living in Hawaii? How do they feel about you know visitors and tourists coming over and just absolutely butchering every <laughs> every word? Like, do they <laughs> laugh about it, or is it like a please, please Google before you come? Because I, we're sick of this. I mean, I'm not a true like I didn't grow up in Hawaii, so I'm not really quite sure. The people that sure, I sure. met and interacted with typically just laughed about it because people who live in Hawaii tend to be very laid back and carefree and they just like it's like they might roll their eyes at like a particularly bad pronunciation but the Hawaiian language is a difficult one so I don't think anyone really faults anyone for Mm. not quite getting it. I always like to do research before I actually travel so I can have like good pronunciation or I know a few phrases if it you know so I do my best because I don't want to be like an ignorant traveler but I think I'd have a high level of anxiety going to Hawaii and not getting things <laughs> yeah right. I think most people just correct you like because when we moved there I had done some research on pronunciation and like the culture and all of that stuff before we moved but I obviously butchered a lot of names still and we just like were politely corrected if not laughed about a little bit beforehand yeah you know? Yeah. So let's talk initial thoughts about Haleiwa. Is that good? Did yeah, I nail yeah, it? Yeah. It's all close enough. Yeah. Close enough. 
Um, so what, what are your initial thoughts? What do you guys think about this, uh, this adorable surf town? So I thought, I thought it, Helieva was adorable and it was one of these things that I would love to go and visit, but I felt so removed from being able to participate because it's such a big surf town and I, I don't surf and people snorkel and scuba dive. So I was, I was, I felt like I would very much like to participate in that, but I don't think I would. However, the hiking trails, everything you can do outside, mm. I felt like a week a weekend wasn't enough. A week isn't enough. There's so much that was just packed into this little town and I haven't been to Hawaii at all. So as my first introduction, I honestly felt just sort of overwhelmed by <laughs> all mm. the things you can do and what's there, what you should see, what's normal, what's not. I just, it was like a treasure trove to me. Ah, I'm so excited to hear that. <laughs> I had the same reaction. Would you surf, Sarah, if you were there? Like, would you give it a shot? I, I mean, I think I would. I'm not a very... <laughs> Uh, I'm not a very good swimmer, um, so I, okay. it makes me a little bit nervous, and sea life also make me nervous. I would love to do <laughs> okay. So um, paddleboarding, like I think that would be more my speed. Mm. Um, surfing looks amazing, and I, but I just don't know if I could. So full disclosure, I never really surfed when I lived in Hawaii. I'm not a, I don't swim either, yeah. Sarah. Like it took me a few years of living there to like get used to swimming in the ocean. To be totally honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, but I do, I did a lot of snorkeling and stand up paddleboarding and kayaking and that type of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, even just like floating in the ocean, I wasn't a big surfing person, but watching the surf competitions and like the surfers on the North shore of Hawaii, which is where we are in Haleiwa is incredible. So like even just witnessing them is super cool. But Marissa, this is like right up your street, right? Like you would love to do this, I would assume. Definitely, 100%. Yes. I love surfing and I'm not by any means like a professional or anywhere even close to that. I would probably still stick to like beginner beach waves, especially in Hawaii, because I've only been mm -hmm. surfing in Florida and California and I feel like Hawaii is a whole other ball game. Right. But yes, everything about this town, it, this probably jumped up to maybe my number one, number two from our whole season of small town oh, wow. getaways because nice. yeah yeah I, it just reminds me it reminds me of new smyrna beach that we talked about you know the surfing town in florida and mm -hmm. um so many little quirky elements about haleiva that really like the the whole uh shaved ice thing which mm -hmm. uh, shaved ice it's like a huge thing right there's a very big difference but it's shave ice, not shaved ice. I just have to make that clear. <laughs> it's like a different consistency. It's, oh. it's a super weird thing that you wouldn't know unless you lived in Hawaii. But like, it's a different consistency than like shaved ice or like a snow cone. Yeah. Okay. I, I, and it's I was, 10 times better. So I was picturing snow cone. That's what I was picturing. And it's different. Is it more of like a an ice cream or well, like, even how would you describe it? I think it's, there's a machine. It's almost like a lathe where they like literally shave the yeah. ice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a little more um, granular. Maybe is the right word. Interesting. If that makes sense. It's Very more cool. fine mm -hmm. and like I don't know it. Yeah, I don't know how to describe okay. it, but it's very different. And yeah, I was picturing shaved ice. I used to have when I was a kid a it was a Snoop Snoopy snow cone yes. maker. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it was my favorite. 
and I would do <laughs> shaved ice all the time. So I guess that's what I've been picturing, but uh, this sounds pretty cool too. Yes. I mean, it's similar. I mean, obviously they're both like ice that's flavored, right. if we're being honest, but it is a slightly different consistency and people get really nitpicky about you calling it shaved ice versus shave ice is the correct term. But okay. let me just say, what a blast from the past. Was it a little like house kind of thing? That Snoopy snow cone? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I think I had the exact same one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. We should find one on eBay and uh, take a trip yes. down memory lane right there. We'll bring it with us to Haleva <laughs> and be like, hey, do you want to try? We have our own variety. <laughs> <laughs> Get laughed off the island. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so yeah, in terms of uh, geography, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Halieva is about an hour from Waikiki, and it's on the north shore of Oahu. Is there any other, like, geographical correct. information that, uh, that people should know? How do you get there? Uh, is there any particular mode of transportation? I mean, the easiest way to get there is to drive a car. If you're going from okay. Waikiki, you got to drive. The okay. public transportation in Hawaii is kind of lacking. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you just drive, like, up the center of the island. There's a road that goes, like, from Honolulu through the center of the island. And that's obviously the quickest way to get there is about an hour. If you want to go the really long way around and, like, drive up the entire coast, you're going to be driving for several hours but it's super fun and obviously very stunning i think that's what mm. i would do honestly like when i saw the uh the layout of the roads i'm like oh yeah do the coast drive for sure oh yeah the coastal drives in hawaii are unreal so Ooh. especially on a motorcycle Ooh, Ooh. nice i mean can i rent a scooter that's maybe <laughs> yes you can rent a scooter um, my husband had a motorcycle when we lived in Hawaii, so we had a lot of oh, fun. Very drives. cool! Wow, that's awesome. It's very like James Bond esque, <laughs> right? So, um, yeah. okay, so Haleiwa uh, got its name from Hale means house, and Eva is a uh, a type of bird that's popular in the area. Correct. Okay, and so. It, Basically, what I was reading, too, is that um, this businessman, Benjamin Dillingham, kind of helped shape this small town, which has a history built around sugar, right? Yep. Hawaii was like home to a ton of sugar plantations back in the 1800s. And Benjamin Dillingham opened a hotel in Haleiwa in 1902, I want to mm. say. And he named it Haleiwa hotel and then that's kind of the town grew up around it that's awesome very cool and so from there it uh just became and grew into this incredible place that you know some might say is a hidden gem i've never heard of it before um mm -hmm. people that are in hawaii do they do they is this like a very well-known place or it's still kind of off the beaten path I'd say it's pretty well known, especially okay. if you live on Oahu, you know about it. Mm -hmm. If you live on a different island, you might not go quite as often or you might not. I mean, you probably know about it. I'm not so sure. Let me ask okay. a uh, 
pretty simplistic question, just because I'm not as familiar with Hawaii. But if you wanted to get to Oahu and you lived on a nearby island, what's the main mode of transportation? Do you take a small plane, a ferry? Like, how do people go back and forth? So everything now is planes. There used to be a ferry between Oahu and Maui, I believe, but it there is a big environmental um, issue with it, and it like ceased operations decades ago okay. now. Um, so it's all just planes for the most part going through the regular airports. Um, there is a ferry between Maui and one of the other smaller islands, okay. like off the coast of Maui, but. The big islands, the big four islands are pretty much only accessible via plane. Okay. And it is next to Kauai and, uh, what was it, Molokai? Is that how you say that? Yes. Yep. So Kauai is to the north and then Molokai and Maui are to the south. And then the big island, which is also called Hawaii Island, is even further south. Or Hawaii Island, but no one really says that. <laughs> I feel like they would just raise their eyebrows if I tried to pronounce it that way, arriving like, look, we get it. <laughs> Thank you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. <laughs> True. You tried to do right. your homework. I mean, good for you, but everyone just says Hawaii. <laughs> it's like uh, Barcelona when people are like, oh, oh it's yeah. Barcelona. Do that heavy TH, no. yeah. No, no. Where'd you go this yeah. summer? Oh, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, we'd get kicked out. Um, so visiting Haleiwa, what did what do you guys think is the best time of year to visit? I know I, I don't know if Megan, you've been there for all four seasons or if you have like a general idea, but what do you guys think is the best time of year? I mean, I definitely have been there in all seasons and I kind of know the deal. But Sarah, I'd like to hear your thoughts first. So just looking at like rain charts and average temperatures, it looks like the rainy season might be like October to March. So I was looking at like April to August, maybe. Is that like, is it typically, I mean, I assume the precipitation is fairly high year round, but is there a, a rainy season you'd want to avoid? Um. So the rainy season in Hawaii is really interesting because it's not consistently the same months every year. Oh, okay. Um, which is which is bizarre, right? Like it just like yeah. we were there. There were a few years where like it was really rainy in like December, January. There have been really rainy Novembers. Your timeline is kind of correct, like, but there's typically one or two months of that like six month period that's rainier than other sure. months. Okay. But, like, it's unpredictable. I would say hmm. if you want to actually experience the water in Halieva in particular, like, April through August is the best time. Just okay. because the waves are a little bit smaller. It's more manageable hmm. for stand-up paddleboarding and snorkeling. If you are a big wave surfer or you like watching big wave surfing, November through February is the time. But Haleiwa is known as like the surfing capital of the world. So the swells get pretty insane out there in the winter. And if you're not experienced with that, then. Yeah. Isn't yeah. the big competition in like December? The uh, Yeah, the Eddie. Yeah. The Eddie is the big one. Well, the Eddie is my favorite. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of surf competitions in Haleiwa throughout the winter. But the Eddie Aikau is like the coolest one because it's like held as a range. So like from December to February, I want to say 
like, okay, we'll go any day. Eddie Aikau was like this big lifeguard in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the first lifeguard on the North Shore. He saved like thousands of people. He was a huge big wave surfer. And the phrase is Eddie would go. And it's like (laughs) they only hold the surf competition if the conditions are right and the waves are high enough. And it's like, a, oh, Eddie would have gone surfing this day. We'll That's hold the really competition cool. this I day. Love it. That is it's cool. so fun and so cool. And like, yeah. That's the big one. Yeah, I was looking, um, so it said winter was uh it's just kind of stays at like a sev a seventy-eight-ish steady high, but then uh they're saying the wettest month is usually around December. When we say rain season in Hawaii, what does that mean? Is it all day torrential downpour? Is it like pockets of rain? What does that look like? You really only get like all day torrential downpour when you have tropical storms off of the coast. Um, So there's a lot of rain, but it's very much like intermittent. I would say probably similar to Florida, honestly, where it's like it rains for 20 minutes really, really heavily. And then it's beautiful sunshine. So talking about other seasonal events, did you guys find um, other events in Haleiwa that are worth mentioning? As for events, I mean, I was so distracted by the surfing. I'm actually not sure. Megan, could you maybe tell us about what's going on in the town? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few events. My favorite is there's an art festival. I think it's held in July every year. The Haleiwa Art Festival is really cool. And just in general, the farmer's markets that are held in Haleiwa or around Haleiwa are unreal. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Fresh produce in Hawaii is like obviously the best. So, but those aren't, I mean, they happen all the time. Right. It's not like a specific time of year necessarily. Um, But yeah, Haleiwa isn't like a super big festival town outside of like surf competitions. Yeah. Yeah, it it seems like it's more of like a laid back kind of place where people just congregate as is rather than like congregating for festivals and stuff. Definitely. And okay, so segueing, I'm really, really excited to hear what you guys have planned for your perfect day in Haleiwa. I don't know if uh, one of you wants to kick it off first, but yeah, I don't I just love this town so much and researching it was so much fun that it, it definitely like speaks to my soul. So I, I really am curious <laughs> to hear what you guys have planned for your perfect day in Haleiwa. Well, what about this? Marissa, you haven't gone first all season. I yeah. feel like if this is right up your street, <laughs> you should. this is your time. What's your perfect day? Okay. To me, this is just like quintessential beach day kind of place, um, which are, those are my favorite days where I can just kind of disconnect from my phone or maybe just bring it to play music, but have like this quintessential tropical beach day. So for me, I'm starting off uh, not with coffee, but with an acai bowl, (laughs) uh, bonsai bowl. Um, But I probably will need coffee at some point. So let's be real there. Right. Uh, Also, (laughs) Haleiwa has like actual coffee farms. So you'd be really be missing out because they grow coffee commercially. Right. I was going to say, I was going to say like, this is the place to grab coffee and look at me skipping over it. So yeah, acai bowls. I love them. Uh, Everything about just like tropical fruits are my favorite. Um, And then I would go to Old Town, check out some of the shops, the surfing shops, see what kind of 
gear they have, uh, talk to the locals, maybe get some surfing tips. And then I would just spend the day surfing. I would find a, a small beginner's part of the bay, something with like a very easy break, nothing crazy, and just surf and uh, see what it's like. And and uh, I'm sure chat with locals there and kind of pick their brains um, on places to go, other places to surf. I would grab a shave ice and uh, <laughs> yeah. see what all the hype is about. And um, that would be after surfing. And then uh, I saw that bridge, Rainbow Bridge, where people jump off. I don't know if that's – it. nothing about it said it was illegal to do. They're just like, hey, be careful doing this. Um, so I don't know if I would jump because I'm kind of afraid of heights. But watching people jump might be enjoyable. That bridge is actually only like 10 feet out of the water. Fun fact. Oh, it's like okay. It's pretty short. It's not as tall as it looks. Is it illegal? I don't know. Is it? I, okay. People do it. I'm not sure if it's illegal yeah. or not, though. Honestly. Right. I just don't yeah, like I was looking at the so. Yeah, same. Yeah, the tourism page was just like, yeah, people uh, people jump off, go and watch. Just be careful. It was nothing about, uh, yeah, you'll Jeez. get arrested. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um, and then, yeah, I would do a sunset paddleboard tour and just take it easy end the night finding a taco place i saw a place killer tacos that looked really good just do grab some tacos grab some beers and probably end the night on the sand somewhere and that's about it all right very yeah. cool okay what about you sarah what is your perfect day in haleiwa hawaii well let me just say this no surfing um <laughs> so i think our day's a little different um also, uh, I, I did choose a the resort outside of town, um, not just because I'm a fan of Kristen Bell and Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but Turtle Bay Resort has been on my list of places to stay for ages. So um, even though there are like gorgeous Airbnbs and things like that, I wanted to stay at Turtle Bay. And since it's a 20 minute drive, totally plan on renting a car and coming up from the airport and things. So that should be fine. But since I'm staying um, up the coast, in the morning, I would get in the car and head down 83, but swing by uh, a food truck or shop for breakfast. I saw the Sunrise Shack was right on the highway. So I uh, stopped there for maybe burritos or eggs, something, you know, and then head over to an inland trail hike on the way down. And I'm going to butcher this. So uh, the Ahukai Pillboxes hike. Uh, yeah, Ahukai. That was actually pretty good. Yay. It's an amazing <laughs> hike by the way. Oh, good. Um, just be careful. It's super steep. I and saw that. Yeah, like if you... there's any rain on the forecast. Okay. Oof. I got caught in a downpour on that hike once. And okay. I basically slid down the whole hike, like the oh, whole no. trail <laughs> because it got so muddy. Oh, right. That like I was just sliding on my butt the whole way down. Jeez. Oh, okay. Good to <laughs> I had know. a big bruise. Like it was not fun. So I would just check the forecast on that one. For Will do. Listening. I'll buy some better <laughs> shoes. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So do that first and then uh, get back in the car. And I also saw I'd be passing by Shark's Cove on the way. And I wouldn't want to snorkel and explore, but I'd probably, you know, take a stop and look at what everyone's doing and just taking the sights. Um, and I also, I think, be passing the, oh gosh, uh, Waima Beach Park and Valley Path. 
So yeah, Waimea, Waimea, Waimea Valley. Yeah. Waimea Valley Path. And since it's only like a 45 to 60 minute hike, like if I could fit it in and if I'm not covered in mud and miserable <laughs> from the hike before, <laughs> maybe stop there. Um, yeah. That one's super easy. And the waterfall at the end is perfect. And you can cool. like jump in the waterfall. Um, they do require that you have life jackets on. Okay. But like they have, they provide them. You don't need your own life jacket, oh, but nice. they do require that you have them on in the waterfall pool. So. Okay, cool. Um, That's a good, good for me because I'm not a good swimmer <laughs> as we mentioned. So awesome. Um, and then I'd probably want some lunch and I'm a huge poke fan. And so either poke for the people or mm. Haleva number seven look good. I, I feel like there's tons of places in trucks. So I'd probably want to explore a little bit. Um, but get some and then go to Matsumoto's Shave Ice for dessert. And it's, I feel mm. like that's like a longstanding business. It'd be cool to visit and get a good dessert. And then I'd just really wander through town, you know, go out into uh, Old Town over the bridge, uh, check out art galleries, support small businesses, just, you know, do what I can. And then I think uh, just pick a spot for dinner. Beach House looked great, but it also looks very, very popular and there's no reservations, it looks like. So, um, there's another tapas place nearby. So, you know, I would just want to go there, see the sunset, have a drink and some food. And then the only part where we have a similarity is that I'd end the day with a, uh, paddle boarding. So I saw twilight glow paddle with rainbow water sports, maybe do some glow paddling to end the day. So I think that, I think that's my day. That sounds like an amazing day. Okay, Megan, let us have it. What would you do? Okay. What was the perfect day? Now we're going <laughs> to so, live vicariously through you. <laughs> so if I have to stay in Haleiwa, Turtle Bay is it. I've never actually stayed there, unfortunately. We were mm-hmm. planning to stay there for like our, like while I was pregnant, like our baby moon type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the pandemic happened and that got canceled. Oh, so I've never actually mm-hmm. stayed there, but they have a ton of like cool beaches on property. There's like... um and I really like their, like, Oceanside bar. Their drinks are really good. I've gone there several times. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a few secret beaches, like, near or on the property that, like, you can find by, like, following these, like, nondescript paths through the woods that are really cool. Um, oh, cool. But yeah. cool. So, yeah, I would stay there, too. And I am going to start my morning in the town of Haleiwa at the Coffee Gallery. Um, all of their coffees brewed in Hawaii and um, super cute, like cozy little shop. They have like a screened in lanai, which is a patio, if you didn't know that term, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, But they have like a ton of like murals and like plants lining the walls. And they have like really phenomenal lavender lattes and Ooh, acai yeah. bowls. So that's my breakfast is a lavender latte and an acai bowl. Yeah, it was actually used to be one of my favorite places to work. Like, I would take my laptop up there Aww. and, like, go hang out for a few hours. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But, obviously, this is not a working day. So, we're going to take our coffee and we're going to, like, <laughs> explore the town and, like, go in and pop in all the local art galleries and, like, the little boutiques and all that type of fun stuff. And there's, like, just so many cool shops to explore um, I like all of the little like roadside stands like they're not actual shops but they just have like basically folding tables on the side of the road that like have cool souvenirs and stuff it's kind of fun oh, um, awesome. we used to like 
shop there and like support local businesses for like when we were like buying souvenirs to like send back to our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just spend the day exploring the town. And then for lunch, we're going to the food trucks because Hollyiva food trucks are a big deal. Um, I mean, any of them are good. Just depends on what I'm in the mood for. There's a really good Korean barbecue spot. Um, if you like shrimp, Hollyiva is really known for its shrimp trucks. I'm not Ooh, a seafood yeah. person, mm. which is crazy because I live in Hawaii, but <laughs> it's just not my thing. Um, probably missing out, whatever. <laughs> But um, Hollywood's food trucks are usually very stationary, and there's, like, always something cool to find. But after lunch, I'm heading to take a stand-up paddleboarding little fun adventure. Our favorite rental shop is called Tropical Rush. It's a surf shop, and they have rentals for stand-up paddleboards. And it's, like, at the mouth of the Anahulu River and passes under the bridge. And you can go paddleboard down the river, which is kind of nice to, like, get your bearings if you've never been on a paddleboard before. Okay, but watch out for people jumping off the bridge. Just Yeah, I mean, if you have to, you will paddleboard under the bridge. So, like, hopefully no one jumps on top of you. (laughs) No, but so you can, like, paddleboard down the river. And there's, like, a little spot on the edge that has, like, a little swing that you can, like, like a rope swing that you jump off into the river on. That's pretty fun. Um, But it's a really good place to like get your bearings in if you've never paddleboarded before, or even if you just want to like take it easy and then you can go out into the bay and like out into like where there are more waves. Um, So we loved paddleboarding a lot when you're in Hawaii. And then after we paddleboarding, we're going to get shave ice. Um, they always used to offer these coupons. I don't know if they still do this because it's been a while, but Tropical Rush had a shave ice shop that was like attached and like associated with them. So they, you would get a little coupon for your free shave ice after your paddleboard rental. That's awesome. Which was Aww. awesome and delicious. Um, so we'd get shave ice. And then if we're going to go to the beach, obviously, if we still have energy after paddleboarding, which, you know, debatable, we're going to do... Um, <laughs> snorkeling at Three Tables or Shark's Cove. They're mm-hmm. actually like less than a half a mile apart. And if you, if the current's right that day, you can like go to one and like snorkel all the way to the other and then like walk back up. Oh, that's awesome. So that's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. Um, but there's a ton of like, if you don't have your own snorkel gear, there's a ton of cool like snorkel rental places nearby. Um, that are pretty cool but snorkeling in Hawaii is amazing um so yeah we also if you're if we decided to lounge instead of snorkel because you know you never know um we really like Waimea Bay or Ehukai Beach Park um Lani Akia Beach is also really awesome that's known as it's that's known as Turtle Beach and there's like a ton of sea turtles that hang out there um but I mean obviously I think there's like 52 beaches that are like within the 11 miles of coast that is Haleiwa. So (laughs) you have a lot of choices and all of Hawaii's beaches are public. So there's no like, it's just super simple and easy. It's very awesome. Um, But yeah, I'd spend the afternoon like beach hopping. And then at for dinner, I'm going to go kind of nostalgic here. I had a group. I had a really close friend when I first moved to Hawaii and we like found this. It wasn't the greatest Mexican restaurant, but it's called Cholo's. 
homestyle Mexican, and they have pretty decent food, but they have Lee Hing Mui margaritas that are absolutely phenomenal. Oh, and like, I dream okay. about those margaritas. Um, Lee Hing Mui. What is that? It's a powdered like plum. It's a Chinese oh. like thing. Oh, um, cool. But there's a lot of Asian and Chinese, like Chinese and Japanese influences in Hawaii. So it's mm-hmm. like a powdered mm-hmm. plum essentially that they use to make margaritas. But it's like somehow sweet and salty and sour at the same time. Oh, that's nice. Wow. And yeah, it pairs perfectly with tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so I go there for some Mexican food and a margarita or two. And then we are going to go back up the coast a little bit and go to Sunset Beach to hang out on the beach mm. and watch the sunset because. I don't know. Sunset Beach just feels like where you should watch the sunset. Right. Yeah. But yes. any of the beaches have great sunsets up there. So that sounds like an awesome day. Not nice. gonna lie. That's yeah, A plus. I feel like is it is it just me or and maybe I'm like super uh, partial to this place now, but like I feel like no matter what day you have here, it's gonna be a pretty good day. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. how could you go wrong in like a tropical beach town? I mean, yeah, great question. You can't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely uh, climbed up my list. Um, But before we wrap up, is there anything else that you guys want to share with people about Haleiwa, Hawaii? Uh, I did want to ask, Megan, have you ever been to the old uh, Haleiwa airfield? I was doing some research and I I just saw that uh, they just had some impact on... um, with Pearl Harbor, during the attack, I saw that two uh, fighter pilots scrambled from the airfield and, like, lend the support. And then it's now defunct, but I'm and I'm all about, like, urban exploration and stuff. So I was just curious, like, can you still go out and visit the airfield? Is it gone? Um, what's the story there? I honestly do not know. I tried to figure that out, like, while I was doing, like, some fun research for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. Okay. I have no idea. I had never heard of it before. I mean, I've heard of it, but like I've never seen it. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. But the only airfield I know in the area is up the coast and that's where you go skydiving. So, which Ooh, if you're going to go skydiving, <laughs> Hawaii is the place to do it. It was amazing. I think I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, same. I can't even jump off a 10-foot bridge. I think I'm going to pass on skydiving. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't yeah, like yeah. heights either, but we went skydiving at that airfield, Dillingham Airfield, like one Christmas, I want to say. It was like Christmas oh. Eve. And some friends of ours were going and they're like, hey, you want to go skydiving with us? Wait, like, you didn't have to go through like all the courses and stuff. It's just like show up and do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh so my like, God. <laughs> you don't actually what? do anything no. though. You just like, so there were, there were a bunch of like, big guys that were like the instructors and Mm -hmm. you basically got strapped to one of them like you were strapped to their (laughs) you were like strapped together and you like get up and you like take the little plane up and then you don't even have to do anything they're just like you're just gonna stand there and I'm gonna walk out of the plane and we're gonna fall I don't know. I don't care how big and strapping these instructors nope. are. I don't want to get into a little papoose and jump out of an airplane. <laughs> and just That's essentially what it is. But 
you're only like free falling for like 15 seconds, 20 seconds. I don't, I don't think you're selling it, Megan. I <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say just like it's still sliding. 20 seconds too much for me. Right. <laughs> and you get to see the ocean and the mountains. It and does it sound beautiful. Stunning. I will say that. It was stunning. I don't know why anyone would go skydiving like in a field in Wisconsin. <laughs> but in Hawaii, I kind of get it. Thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. Really, it's been a blast chatting with you about Hawaii. And you're super knowledgeable about Hawaii in general. We would love to have you back on again. Sarah, I can't believe we've reached the end of this season. I think we uh, we might have one more episode just to wrap up everything and uh, play some yep. of those listener voicemails. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, so, I mean, congratulations to all of us. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we yeah. made it. We did it. <laughs> And I uh, can't it. wait for the next season. <laughs> Good job, yes, both of you. Absolutely. I've loved listening to all of your episodes this season. And thank you for having me on for the finale. It was super fun to talk to you. If you're ready to take on this adventure with us, exploring the best small town getaways across the United States, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to OnlyInYourState.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.